Hi, I'm Georgia. I'm a PhD candidate at La Trobe University in Melbourne, Australia, and with the CP Achieve Centre for Research Excellence. I'd like to thank the Journal of Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology for the opportunity to present our mixed method systematic review titled Barriers and Facilitators of Physical Activity Participation for Young People and Adults with Childhood Onset Physical Disability, published in Developmental Medicine in January 2021. I'd also like to thank and acknowledge my co-authors on this paper and my PhD supervisors, Dr. Claire Willis and Professor Nora Shields. We know that young people with physical disabilities in childhood are typically less active than the general population as they age, and that being physically active is important for reducing the risk of developing chronic health conditions like heart disease and diabetes. Regular physical activity participation is not only beneficial for their physical health though, it can also play an important role in maintaining positive mental health. For these reasons, there's increasing focus across the clinical research and policy fields as to how to best improve physical activity participation for people with disabilities. Previous research has focused on investigating barriers and facilitators for child populations or adults with acquired physical disability like stroke or MS. However, there's currently very little research in this area for those with childhood onset disabilities like cerebral palsy and spina bifida who are adults or transitioning into adulthood. This transitional age is unique for a number of reasons. It's a time of great social development where this group are finishing school, gaining autonomy and transitioning into adult roles and responsibilities. While at the same time, many of the supports and services that facilitated their participation when they were children either reduce or cease completely. So the aim of this um, systematic review was to understand the attitudes, barriers and facilitators to physical activity participation for young people and adults with childhood onset physical disability. Uh, this study was a mixed methods review, qualitative or quantitative studies that included youth and adults, so 15 years or older, were included where the participants had a physical disability that was acquired either at birth or before the age of 15. For acquired disabilities like stroke, um, studies that didn't define the age of onset were excluded. The studies needed to have a primary aim of investigating attitudes, barriers or facilitators to physical activity, and they were excluded if they investigated other participation like ADLs, um, or if they investigated correlations between demographic variables or evaluations of interventions. Seven databases were searched to November 2019 using um, key terms related to physical activity, physical disability, and attitudes, barriers, or facilitators. So we found almost 4,000 articles and 143 full text articles were reviewed. So this resulted in 10 qualitative and nine quantitative studies for inclusion. The studies included a range of disability types um, with CP being the most common and the mean age of all the study participants was 23 years old. So um, towards the end of that youth spectrum. They recruited from a variety of settings, including elite sport, disability sport, rehab clinics, and the general community. And most of the studies included uh, the youth or adult participants themselves. However, there were two studies that looked at only parent or caregiver perceptions. 
So as they were both qualitative and quantitative studies, we used the um, McMaster Critical Review System and a three-star ranking scale um, developed by IMS to compare the quality across both the methods. So three stars indicated um, evidence of meeting the quality criteria, two stars was some evidence and one star was no evidence. So of the 19 studies, uh, five achieved the maximum score of three stars across all criteria. And a further 11 studies scored a mixture of two or three star ratings on the criteria. So overall, the qualitative studies achieved higher scores. So analysis of the data was completed over three phases. Um, firstly, we extracted all the um, attitudes, barriers and facilitators and inductively encoded them into themes. Um, so due to the range of outcome measures and designs used, um, emphasis was given to the data reported by the highest quality studies first, followed by the frequency of occurrence. So following this, um, we matched the themes to the COMB framework, which is a behavior model in which the components of capability, opportunity and motivation interact to contribute to a behavioral outcome. So, in this case, physical activity. This framework was used as it doesn't separate personal and environmental factors and it just allows um, them to be considered together within the components. With common elements um, emerging across the themes, a third interpretive synthesis phase was completed to explore the relationships between the themes. So the results of this synthesis phase, they're grounded in the evidence of the contributing studies, but they result from an interpretation of the themes that were developed in the in the second phase. So the results of the review are represented by this figure of a scale. Finding the right balance was really the key to achieving physical activity participation, as you can see within the base triangle. Um, the scale can be weighed in favour of being active or not by either the enablers shown in green or the barriers shown in red. So these enablers and barriers included six opposing themes within the capability opportunity and motivation categories. So for example, within the motivation theme, there was a juxtaposition of studies that um, found that physical activity could provide a sense of belonging and those that reported that it made participants feel like they stood out. The interpretive synthesis um, found that social support, social connectedness and the physical environment were really intertwined throughout all of the themes and were the three critical elements that were needed to achieve the right balance. So social supports encompass the attitudes, beliefs and behaviours of family, peers, recreation staff, organisations and policymakers. So these stakeholders played a really important role in influencing both capability and motivation to be active. They affected the participants' beliefs, um, their fears, their experience of physical activity and their prioritisation of physical activity. Within this category, there was also the lack of funding and program availability, which limited opportunities to be active. And where programs were available, negative attitudes, low expectations and a lack of disability knowledge from exercise staff and peers was frequently reported. Although family support was a really strong enabler for participation, it was not always enough to outweigh the social support barriers from the other key stakeholders. So social connectedness um, was the experience of social connectedness acted to magnify each aspect of the themes and it related mainly to the social experiences with peers and recreation staff. 
So negative social interactions contributed to feeling self-conscious and this became an insurmountable barrier to participation in spite of any other capability or opportunity facilitators being present. Conversely, um, positive social connections could be a really strong facilitator. So several studies reported that participants expressed doubts about their capability to be active, relating to their impairments or their fear of pain or injury. However, if positive social connections were experienced, the impacts of these concerns diminished and the scale could still be tipped in favour of being active. And physical, the physical environment. So this related to equipment, transport and recreation facilities. They were almost exclusively reported as barriers and limited opportunities to be active. There were concerns about equipment and facilities, um, which resulted in apprehension about being active in exercise settings and concerns about injury and capability. So um, the inappropriate physical environments also negatively impacted on a sense of belonging and motivation to attend when the equipment was inappropriate for the needs of the youth or if they had difficulty accessing the facilities. So this review uh, found that social support, social connectedness and the physical environment are the main drivers of physical activity behaviour for youth and adults with physical disabilities and ultimately determine if they can find the right balance to be active. These findings emphasise the important role that the lived environment plays in contributing to participation for this group. So making changes in these three key areas to address societal attitudes and behaviours, funding and programme support, and improving the universal accessibility um, really requires a significant level of collaboration across clinical, organisational and policy levels, um, but may contribute to improving participation levels amongst youth and adults with childhood onset physical disabilities. Thank you very much.